0: This episode of Drama School Dropout is brought to you by Flatmates. Flatmates is a brand new player by me. Ingram Noble and it's on at the Glasgow Acting Academy from the 2nd of February till the 4th of February 2024 Flatmates is a hilarious and intriguing comedy that follows the lives of five eclectic roommates Debbie the history student Sheridan the drama school star Mitch the sociologist and only fan sensation Tom the lovable but dim-witted PE student and Brad Follow them through a wine fueled game of Monopoly when chaos ensues after Tom stumbles upon an invitation for two to the King's coronation With tickets in hand Tensions rise, and the only question is who will seize the chance of a lifetime? You can get your tickets for flatmates either by clicking the link in the bio or going to www.ticketsource.co.uk forward slash flatmates. All of this and more coming up on Drama School Dropout.
1: Where's the one? I feel like, you know, she's come back and she's also said goodbye. And I've come back, and there's this big turd in my dressing room toilet.
0: We found out that one of my classmates had written several best selling erotic novels under a female pen name. Welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week it's episode 170. And I am joined by an absolutely amazing actress. Please welcome to the podcast, Nikki Ronicles. Drama School Dropout. No graduation day for you. Welcome to the podcast. How are we?
1: I'm good, thanks. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Genuinely, it's all my pleasure. I was talking to, I broke one of my rules last night. I don't normally tell anyone apart from my mum who's coming on the podcast and I was sat with my mate and we sort of grew up around the bad education era and I was like, you're never going to believe who I've got on today. And obviously, like with your character and stuff, a lot of like teenage boys grew up fancying you. And he was like, oh, I used to fancy her so much. I was <laughs> like, you you still can fancy her <laughs> anymore. No, um, we like grew up. It's one of my genuinely one of my favorite TV shows. Like I genuinely just think it's one of the funniest things ever written.
1: Oh, great! Thank you. Mm.
0: But um, I what I like to ask everybody before we just get into it is, how's life? It's been a mad couple of years, like, and I know that that's a loaded question and stuff. But how's life?
1: Life's good. I've got three kids now, um, and fun. yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. It's very different to what it was mm. five years ago, um. But yeah, life's good. Thank mm. you.
0: No, it's, it's been like a crazy couple. I, I don't know how people, especially with people with kids, how they've done lockdown. Do
1: you know what? I actually found that I thrived in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I There was something about no one's able to go anywhere and we're all in the same boat that it, it, you accept that you've got to be indoors. Mm-hmm. But once you've, like, I'd kind of accepted that, I really enjoyed, like, knuckling down with the kids, doing bits indoors with them, cooking, like, the things that I made that I wouldn't make, still wouldn't make now, were like unreal. Like the dishes that I'd come up with, you could spend hours in the kitchen. You had nothing else to do. And I mean, I probably spoke to some of my friends and family more in lockdown than I do like on a day-to-day basis. Because we made like the FaceTime calls of an evening and, you know, everyone was doing like the quiz nights and stuff. Yeah. Never normally do things like that. So I felt like it brought us together. It was quite nice.
0: See I had a good lockdown right and I want to just very quickly say because there are people out there that listen that don't like it when I say this it will never be lost on me the amount of devastation that was caused by COVID and I'm aware that I'm very lucky I didn't lose any family members I'm aware of all of that but I had a great lockdown I live next door to my best mate we bubbled up but I didn't have any kids if I'd have had kids I'd have killed myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, don't get me wrong, surviving. I was like, Where's the wine? No. But I mean That's
0: what I was saying anyway. <laughs> Where's the wine? Um but no, I'm so glad. Like, do you know what? As much as I had a good time, I'm not up for doing it again.
1: No, no, I'm still not up for doing it again. No. no I... <laughs> I... <laughs>
0: we're done We're done. um but what I do like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever role doesn't have to be a professional one we love a good nativity story
1: um so I got into acting it started when I was about 11 I started going to like a Saturday school Italia Conti um and to be honest with you I was such a loner I didn't know anyone there I used to sit and eat lunch on my own but I really enjoyed the classes, so I went back, and I think from there I kind of like it was in my blood. Then I was like, no, I you know I really like this, um, and then it was actually at the end of my school years. Um, I just finished secondary school, and there was an audition via my dance teacher. It was um, for like this new dance film coming out. So she was like, I know you've just left, and I'd gone to college to do um, musical theatre. And she was like, but do you want to come back and like teach everyone to dance and you can audition? So I was like, oh, great, sounds good. So I did that. And the lady that I met during that audition, um, she kind of took me under her wing a bit and gave me some private acting lessons. And she got me an agent. Um, and I, I kind of got really far with that audition, but I didn't get the part. Uh, and it was kind of from there that I got into it. Um, my first acting role was a Morrison's advert. This was my first paid role. Um I was just an extra in a Morrison's advert just standing in the car park.
0: Love that. I was about to say every little helps, but that's Tesco. <laughs> Wrong chain. Um But I couldn't find, when I was doing my research, I couldn't find out whether you studied at like drama school or went on, but you just mentioned there that you went to study musical theatre. And one of my favourite things to talk about when it comes to studying acting or acting classes are the funny and crazy drama school stories, because shit happens behind those doors that people wouldn't believe. Do you have a a favourite story that you can share with us without incriminating anyone?
1: No, I feel like we were all pretty tame um we did have lots of fun but no there's no crazy stories really I remember our first show that we did at college though I had like a really good part in it I was so excited and then I got appendicitis so I was off for like in the show and watch everyone from the audience like sobbing and then yeah it, it took me like weeks to get over that so I feel like I missed out on like a really big part of it like the first show and everything um
0: that's no, a crazy that's... drama school story. That that is I'd be gutted.
1: I was gutted.
0: <laughs> I'd just been sat there in the front row being like, should've been me. should yeah, be? was... gone back after and fine. Right, we need to do it all over again. Right. Yeah. Get the theatre booked. We're going again, right? Um, but no, I also always say I learned so many lessons throughout drama school, not even like about the industry about myself and about the world in general what was like the biggest lesson that you learned while you were studying i
1: don't know that's quite that's quite a deep question actually um probably i'm very i'm very self-conscious person so i feel like it took me a long time to actually sort of forget everyone around you and just um get deep into the role that you're playing So I feel like that was something that college really did do for me. Kind of like lose yourself in the role. I'd say that's one of the main things, because I still have trouble with that now. Like, although I love acting, I'm really, I'm a sort of person that's very scared of being judged. So I think we all are. It's probably easier, I guess, because you're like, well, if you judge this, it's not actually me. Character. Mm.
0: I, I think I'm very similar, but it only happens. Like, I'm very, this is a weird, I can't figure out how to like say what i'm thinking like when i'm in a space where it's expected of me to be a fool or act like an idiot i'm totally fine with that but like i noticed i was doing the fringe and obviously there's not a lot of money in the fringe and we were rehearsing in like the back room of this working men's club and i remember there was a fight scene in the show and like the barmaid had to come in from the other room and was like, stop fighting, stop fighting. And it was obviously they were acting, but I became hyper aware that they could hear what we were doing. Yeah. And then I became very like self-conscious about it all.
1: On it.
0: Yeah. But when I'm like on a stage or in a rehearsal room where nobody can hear me and we've sort of got this pact as like, this is what we're going to do. And however, we've got to get to this point, that's all fine. I'm fine, but as soon as I'm hyper aware that somebody else is here that doesn't understand the context, especially my character was a teacher and I was rapping about Robert Burns and that was just ridiculous and I just became aware that these people could hear this but didn't understand the context and I was like, I'm just going to be a bit quieter.
1: I think some people maybe are just better at hiding it.
0: Yeah. 100% 100% I feel like we all need some therapy um but how did bad education come along because that was like the tv show of a generation
1: so I actually have a funny story well I guess funny about how I got a role but my one of my first jobs outside of acting was working in a nursing home so I did that from I think from when I was like 18 um and actually really enjoyed that and then my agent rang me while I was at work and said, you've got an audition, but you need to go today. But I was like, oh God, like I was on a 12 hour shift at work. So I was like, what am I gonna do? So this is so bad, but I basically went to my manager and I was like, I'm so sorry, but my mum's broken her leg. My mum did have a broken leg at home, okay? But it just didn't happen this day.
0: You went not lying.
1: <laughs> like, she's just broken her leg. I'm just gonna go and like take her to the hospital and that. And then I'll be back as soon as I can. She was like, no problem, like off you go. So I go, so gets changed. I walked down to the train station, go to London, <laughs> went to this audition. Um, literally, was just like giving the script and just sort of went, went with it and said thanks, went to work, uh, went back to work and then I was sitting with like a resident there and just giving in their dinner and my phone was ringing. I was like, oh my God, I can see it's my agent. And I was like, I'll got get this. I was like, right, be back in a minute. Hello? And they was like, Nikki, you've got the part. They told me that the same day. So I was like, Oh, my God! I was so happy. Um, and then it wasn't until like a year and a half later that we actually started filming. so I had to like just sit on knowing that I had this really great role, but couldn't really tell anyone or do anything about it for ages. Um so yeah, that was that was how that role came about. um, and it was it was such good fun. The whole series was really good fun. I loved it.
0: Mm. Do you have like a a favorite moment from the series as like a whole?
1: Um, from the whole series, no, I don't think I do because I, f- I feel like, for me, perhaps the latest series was actually one of my favourite to do because I feel like all of the characters have come along so far, but Chantel in particular, she's so much more mature and I thought, oh, she's she's a bit more relatable to me now, mm. like the way the come along. Um, so I really enjoyed doing the last uh, episode that I did last year
0: and obviously the show's been rebooted which I just have to say the BBC have killed it with reboots this year like <laughs> Waterloo Road was great, Bad Education was great How do you think we'll ever see Chantel back on our screens on a more permanent basis?
1: I don't think Chantel will be back more permanent no that's a shame Yeah, I, I feel like you know she's come back and she's also said goodbye Mm. As fun as that was, I feel like I'm okay with that. I feel like I've I've done Chantel now. And I can't wait to venture out a bit more, do something a bit different this time.
0: Mm. And I feel like we should also just very quickly say at the time of recording it's only week two but layton williams is killing it on strictly come dancing
1: amazing
0: um at the time of uh, at the time of release let's hope that he's still in i mean i think he's gonna win but best of luck to layton genuinely i'm really enjoying watching the series yeah but i do think he's gonna win
1: yeah i do i think he well i think he's the best
0: I think he yeah. should win, but I feel like somebody's going to come out. Yeah, like, he should. Yeah, Sometimes. he should win, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. Which is shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, did you did you steal anything from the Bad Education set?
1: Oh, I did. It's not anything exciting at all, but I used to love getting my hair and makeup done. And um, <laughs> they used to use this really nice Chanel foundation on me. And I, I mean, I didn't wear any makeup like that at that age. Like in my early twenties, I was like oh, Chanel, this is nice. So on the last day, I was like, um, there uh, much left in there, and they were like, uh, yeah, it's quite a bit. I guess I didn't really steal it, but I kind of wangled it that I got to take it home and a couple of other like makeupy bits. Mm. Um, nothing, no, not like. Outfits or anything like that.
0: No, did you not even nick a school tie? Oh,
1: yeah, well, I've got that. They let me have that.
0: I, I'd yeah. have to, yeah, mm, I'd, I'd have to. And then obviously, you went on and you, you filmed the movie. Um, what was that like?
1: Oh, that was so good. It was, it was such good fun. It was obviously very different because when you're filming the series, it's really fast paced, like it was so fast paced that you didn't really even have time for like blunders and stuff. Like if you're giggling and can't get through the scene, people are going to start getting aggy. Like, we're on a tight schedule. Come on, pick it up. So, I felt like I really felt the difference when we did the film because we had a lot more time to have those jokes and sort of play around with it a bit more in between takes. Um, and then just going to like lots of different locations, that was good fun because the series was either in a school or sometimes at a studio. So, you know, it was very samey. So, yeah, it was nice to go out and about and see
0: different places. Mm. And then, obviously, we heard rumblings last year that the show was coming back. And I am going to take full credit for that because I had Ethan Lawrence on the podcast the Uh year prior. And I was like, it's coming up to the 10-year reunion. Is there anything happening? And Ethan was like, listen, I'm joking about taking credit. Do you know what I mean? These things are well and prepared. But Ethan was like, no, nothing's happening. And I was like, well, why don't you do a reunion?
1: Uh, yeah what a good idea
0: <laughs> 10 years happens and there's a reunion so I do feel like I'm due a producer's credit but when you got that phone call to be like hey this is happening is this something you'd be interested in what what happened like in your head
1: I was super excited however I feel like a lot had changed for me obviously because since I'd last done any of that I then had three children so I was like oh my god like how am I going to make that work because it's quite full-on hours it's a lot so I was really excited and I was like oh what about the kids <laughs> so obviously it all worked out fine but I feel like it's and a mixture of like nervousness as well because I thought oh I've changed so much now since I last saw everyone um so it was so lovely to go back and see them all again it was the same makeup crew and everything so it really was like a reunion for everyone mm. um so, yeah, I was very nervous at first, but also excited.
0: And obviously you said there that you feel sort of finished with Chantel and that, that that has come to a close. Was there ever a part of you that was like, is a reunion needed? Especially because I found in a rewatch that a lot of the comedy and bad education couldn't be done now. And yeah. I think especially a lot of your stuff couldn't be done now. So was there ever a part of you was where you were like, do I need to go back?
1: Or... No, I feel like that because um, you know, I also knew that Leighton was writing some of it as well. So I felt that I was quite confident that it was going to adapt well. And I feel like it really has. It's such a good show now, isn't it? I mean, obviously it was then as well, but the new cast are amazing. Um I'm so proud of Leighton and Charlie, like mm. how they song. Like it's yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I thought. No. It is, it's great. And I'm always a bit sceptical of reboots. I'm like, it's not going to be any good. It's not, it's not going to be any good. But. <laughs> ah. No, it's been, they, the BBC have killed it this year. Genuinely, the Waterloo Road reboot, one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. And Bad Education, one of the funniest things I've ever seen. So do you know, I like BBC, more reboots, bring back two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Thank you very much. I'll be in it. I'll, I'll work for free. So will Nikki? So Nikki, Nikki'll do it, but probably not for free. She's got kids to feed. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you have a favorite behind the scenes moment from Bad Education that we wouldn't necessarily know about?
1: Yeah. So we was, I think we must have been doing the movie, and uh, Tom Davies was in it, and he's such a good laugh. Like he's such a wind up. Um, and I basically came in to work one day, went to hair and makeup, I dropped the stuff off in my trailer, I went to hair and makeup and I've come back and there's this big turd in my dressing room toilet. And I was like, oh, who the hell's done that? I swear that wasn't there a minute ago. And I was like, oh, I was like genuinely upset that somebody might've had a sore tummy and they've had to come into my room. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's like, who's got the problem? So I've gone back to hair and makeup and I was like, oh, guys, I don't really know what to say, but there's this massive poo down my toilet. I can't get rid of it, it's like stuck everywhere. Um, so they was like, do you want us to go and get, like, go get production? Like, that's not okay, Nikki. Like, you know, that's your toilet. And I was like, I guess so. Well, I don't know. No, no, don't make a fuss. No, don't make a fuss. And then slowly everyone starts coming into the makeup room and they're all talking about it. And I was like, oh, have I made a massive stink about this that like, I shouldn't have kicked up a fuss? Um, and then eventually Tom comes in pissing himself laughing because he's got a chocolate bar and melted it all around my toilet to ba- and basically he was one of the ones Ging me on to go and make a fuss and say nah, that's clearly one of the um you know one of the trailer guys like get him in trouble go on so he was like trying to make it worse but luckily i, d- I don't think i kicked up too much fuss about it so oh. that,
0: that
1: was one of the <laughs> jokes they
0: no i couldn't i could i genuinely couldn't um but a fun question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, if a casting, sorry, I'm not over the truth. Uh,
1: um,
0: a fun question that I love to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is, if a casting director came to you tomorrow and said, listen, I want to do a two-hander with you in the West End, but I don't know who I want to put you with, and you can pick anyone in the world to be your co-star, but they have to be alive, who are you picking?
1: Oh, that's that's big. That's very big, Jennifer Aniston.
0: Yeah, that that's a good one. that, that is a good. Nobody's ever said to her before, actually.
1: I feel like she's a good role model. So mm. I'd be like, "Teach me the ropes. We can we can do this together."
0: Do you know what? I'd buy a ticket for that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I would. I would. But my my two hand has always been Catherine Tate. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, that would be good.
0: Mm. But not a comedy, because I'd die in a comedy with Catherine Tate. <laughs> like a little bit of Shakespeare, please. Um, we're gonna play a game now. This game is my favorite thing in the world. It's called Stage Right or Stage Shite and it's three stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. And one is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer Heather. I've got the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along with you, because these this is my favorite game in the world. We've got to find the lie. Number one. I was doing a play about rugby, and for some reason our director insisted that we wear actual rugby cleats. When this was combined with the fake mud we were using, it made the stage turn into an ice rink. None of us could stay balanced for the entire play, and I even fell on my arse during a big motivational monologue. Number two. A boy in my class got caught stealing all of the costume jewellery from our props cupboard because he thought it was real gold and silver. Number three. This is my favourite one. We found out that one of my classmates had written several best-selling erotic novels under a female pen name. We all found out because there were contractual issues when they were signed by an agent in second year. Apparently, they've sold tens of thousands of copies.
1: Oh, wow.
0: If number three isn't true, I'm quitting.
1: I see if that's true.
0: (laughs) Do you know what? I'm going to say number two, purely because you know that your drama school isn't investing thousands upon thousands.
1: Yeah, I I agree.
0: Mm, like it's costume jewellery, do you know what I mean? So I'm gonna go for number two. Are you following along? We'll do
1: that.
0: Yeah, right. Let me open it. let me find out if if it's number three. I'm gonna. To... I want to write best selling erotic <laughs> novels under a female pen name. Imagine finding that out though. Number one. Oh. The someone- rugby one.
1: Three.
0: <laughs> the rugby one. So somebody did try and steal. Oh, they're stupid. What?
1: How can you honestly think that?
0: Here's what I'm thinking, right? First of all, it's embarrassing enough getting caught stealing.
1: (laughs) But no value, darling, is worth
0: You are stealing plastic.
1: Where are you going with it?
0: Oh, I'd I'd have to leave. I'd have to leave drama school.
1: Oh, don't.
0: (laughs) I, I couldn't be around those people knowing. What uh, you are trying to steal is literally worthless. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I've got some fun questions that I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. And I call them my nosy bastard questions, because it's the only reason I do a podcast, because I'm a nosy bastard. Who is the most famous person you have in your phone contact list?
1: Um now, Leighton Williams.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's been like killing it for years.
1: But he does work so hard, like I texted him the other day and I said to him, like, if anyone deserves this. Like, it's you. Like, he just, he's worked so hard ever since I met him. And I feel like every role he's got, everything he's done is because he's really, like, pushed himself into it.
0: Yeah. And do you know what? I've been, even though I've said for months that I'm leaving Twitter from, well, now known as X... It happens every year when somebody's like, they shouldn't be on Strictly. They're a professional dancer. They went to drama school, right? But ballroom and Latin dancing is a completely different genre of dance. that They're not teaching you that at drama school. And it's been so lovely because there are those dicks on the internet that are like, Layton shouldn't be on there. But the most stuff that I've seen has been absolutely positive and just like over the top love. Yeah. Which is, yeah. like, unusual for Twitter.
1: as well. Like, can't not.
0: Mm. Can't but not the the positivity it. is unusual for Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Normally people are telling each other to kill themselves and die. Do you know what I
1: mean? I, I'm, I do have Twitter, but I don't actually use it. I don't have Facebook. I only really use my Instagram now. But similar things. I just feel like, you know, you just get judged for everything you do. You can walk down the street and people are like, why are you walking like that? So. You just, I feel like sometimes you can't do any right. So I try to um, just sort of shade myself mm. a little bit. But, I'm yeah.
0: probably... <laughs> but talking about Instagram, my next nosy Bastard question is, what is the weirdest DM you've ever received on Instagram?
1: To be honest, there's a lot. I don't know what the weirdest is. I mean, I do get a lot of feet ones, which might not be that weird to some people, but... It is to me. I don't even show my feet and they're like, "Knew no, you had nice feet if there's like one toe. <laughs> okay. Um, that's probably one of the most weirdest. Some people have just been like diehard fans from the beginning who message me most mornings since 2012 or something.
0: Just a daily check-in.
1: Yeah. yeah, which is really sweet. Thank you. Little bit odd, maybe.
0: She's also got children to look after. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> She's doing the school run.
1: <laughs> there be no response, but...
0: Um, and my last Nosy Bastard question is, what has been the biggest what-the-fuck-is-happening-in-a-good-way moment in your entire life?
1: That one is hard. Ah, oh, the premiere. When we went to the premiere of the movie, I was like, what is life? What's going on here? Like, it was amazing. And then there were, like, lots of celebrities around. I was like, oh, God. Like, I felt all of a sudden that I was... It was their premiere, and I was like, hi,
0: and I was like, oh, yeah, we're watching
1: watching
0: the film that I'm in. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so, the star.
1: Wow. yeah,
0: I'm the star, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we we have a closing tradition on the podcast where I ask the previous question, uh, the previous guest to leave a question for the current guest. They don't know who they're asking and you won't know who you're asking. And I normally answer it too. And this question's a bit deep, but i I don't want you to take it as deep as the question sort of asks. So we'll keep it to like, actingy sort of things but the question that has been left for you is what is your biggest regret in life and obviously like you don't have to talk about like credit card debt or anything (laughs) do you know what I mean just like we'll keep it in the acting world
1: right okay um I I would say I don't know if it's regret I don't like to live with regret so I'll start with that I feel like that's not probably a word that I would use because I think everything happens for a reason um but I have taken a very big break from acting since having my first child to my last child. Um, And I kind of wish I didn't leave it so long. Like it was so, I came back last year to bad education. I'm now back with my agent. I've taken quite a lot of time off and I'm so excited to go back into that world again. I wish I didn't leave it so long.
0: Yeah. Mine is, I wish I'd have started this podcast earlier. Because I started in December of 2020 and the amount of people that like big, big, like the one that I'll always name drop, Leonardo DiCaprio, they got back to me and were like, if you'd have asked three months earlier, we could have made it work. But we're sort of getting back to normal. If I'd have started this as soon as we hit lockdown the amount of people that would have been... But again, I don't ever ask people that I don't want to talk to. Do you know what I mean? Everybody that I have on, I genuinely have an interest in their lives and their careers, and I've been really lucky. So I'm not going to complain, but it would have been nice to, like, you know, rub shoulders with Leo.
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm. So that's, like, a regret in some sense of the word, but in the same way, if I'd have started earlier, would it have been the same as what it is now I, I don't know I don't I'm the same as you don't really like to live re- with regrets but Leonardo missing Leonardo DiCaprio is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> what question would you like to leave for the next guest? Doesn't have to be about acting can literally be about anything that you want. But what's what's coming up next for you? Are you in anything that we can see? Anything like that? Um, I don't
1: currently have anything coming up at the moment. However, I am auditioning at the moment, so watch this space
0: love that when can where can people follow you on social media to keep up to date with what you're doing
1: at nikki Ronicles on instagram you can find me
0: but thank you so much for coming on and doing this genuinely it's been such a pleasure chatting to you and if you ever find yourself in glasgow please feel free to hit me up first round of drinks are on me in. but if you've, if you've got the kids we'll probably go somewhere that isn't alcoholic do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to end up in the papers <laughs> but genuinely thank you so much um, for coming on and doing this it's been such a pleasure and there we have it another episode of drama school dropout episode 170 completed thank you so much to nikki for coming on the podcast and make sure to follow us both on social media which you'll find down in the show notes below and if you're enjoying the podcast why not tell someone about it leaving us a rating and a review on the show will recommend us to other listeners and help the podcast grow and it means the absolute world So please, please do that. Don't forget, if you've got a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please click the link to the Google form in the show notes below or email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com to submit your story. As per usual, I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode. But until then, have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout to hold course, now try something new. try to screw up.